Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. Things go meta as we ask, what's your favorite scary movie? Grab your ghost face mask because we're reviewing Scream 6 on Normies Like Us. There's a darkness inside of me. We share a certain history. This isn't like any other ghost face. Let's play a game. You know you're like the tenth guy to try this, right? You got a problem here, guy? You heard it up top. Things are getting spooky outside of Spooktober, because that's right. We're talking about one meta franchise you can't believe. That's right. It's Scream 6. Scream takes Manhattan here on Normies Like Us with your host, uh, Colin Meeks, son of Randy. Uh, All right. I was going to go with that. Mikey Loomis. I don't know. But maybe I'm not bad because of my genes. We'll find out. And this is Ghost Jake Killa. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Shout out Wu-Tang. Yeah, yeah. Wu-Tang forever. You know, Ghostface Killer. I was telling Colin Alfpod, I don't think he's ever had a cameo in these movies, but he should. Ghostface Killer, just put him somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it it makes too much sense, especially in Manhattan. (laughs) Well, but my response to that, Mike, is that seems like something the scary movies would do. (laughs) Which I didn't research. So it could have happened. It could have happened. He's standing next to Leslie Nielsen. Hey, that's Ghostface. Who knows? Who knows if that happened? That would be great. (laughs) I hope it did. But we're talking Scream 6, you know, the latest Scream movie. We're also kind of going to be doing spoilers for this if you haven't seen it. And we're also going to be talking a little bit of the whole franchise, but also kind of Scream 5 or Scream 2022. Just should have called it Scream 5 because that's kind of the direct uh, predecessor. And 6 is a direct sequel to that Scream, you know, Reboot or whatever you want to call it, uh, the, right. the requel, as like it sequel. or like a sequel, a requel. So we're calling correct. it now, I guess. Yeah. So heavier on five Requel. and six, but we will be referencing this series as a whole, and and we've done an episode on this before, right, Colin? We have. We had a great guest, uh, Alex Taylor. Uh, go back and listen. Uh, longtime Normie fans know, though, that again, this is one of our favorite franchises. We talked about it in Spooktober. Get our histories there. I mentioned that one. Like, I had never seen two all the way through. And, like, mm-hmm. now, like, I That's own crazy. all the Scream movies on, like, Blu-ray. Like, I watch them all the fucking time. Like, these are these are just so in my bones. How about you guys? You know, they've... Yeah. I'll, I, I'll steal it from you. All right. No, uh, go ahead. First of all, shout out again to Stab Alex him. Taylor. Stab him in the chest. He's, uh, I wanted to say, he's our, our red right-hand man when it comes to the Scream franchise. That's <laughs> very right. knowledgeable. I had to make that joke. Uh, secondly... Uh, yeah, it's 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 March Madness with Scream going on right now, and they've really grown on me. These movies, the first one's obviously a classic, and even after doing that last episode, and when I saw five, and like I had to catch up on four, like after kind of thinking about the series as a whole, it's so consistent. Like there's mid, but none of them are bad. Like there's bad Michael movies, there's bad Jason movies, there's no yeah. bad Scream movie, just some that are like below average. So it's a really strong franchise, and we'll get into thoughts about the most recent entry but i like them a lot jacob sorry to stab you uh Stu, oh, no you can take the knife don't go in yeah. too deep yeah it's uh you're right they are consistent and they are at least able to exist in the same universe where they are where they're not like rebooting the universe three times in a row with like jamie lee curtis coming back 
mm-hmm. uh, twice or whatever. And um, so like they, f- it feels like a consistent franchise that they all exist in the same universe, which is definitely impressive over, you know, 20 years and six movies. Right. All the other franchises we talk about generally, you know, have multiple timelines. Texas Chainsaw has at least three, wow. you know what I mean? There's three yeah. or four Halloween ones now. Yeah. Multiple, so they have, boom. multiple timelines, but more than that, just like you're saying, Mike, terrible films. We talked the Hellraisers yeah. on this podcast oh, where it's like you guys watch right. so many bad Hellraiser movies. But to like what yeah. you're saying about like. It should have been called Scream 5. We'll talk about it. We'll get into it. Yeah, yeah. It's just interesting to, while you guys are talking about legacy sequels, to say, you know, that film is parroting Halloween, which is called Halloween. Jacob just said Jamie Lee Curtis comes back twice. Okay, they're talking about the second one there, that Halloween. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, what would you call that? You can't call that anything else because, like, again, it's not Halloween nine or nine or yeah yeah exactly exactly it's yeah you wouldn't call it like halloween three again or something like that so (laughs) the scream franchise does stand out in that like we're talking about the sixth one today and i told my dad that like i was going to see the sixth scream film he said no way are there that (laughs) many there's just not a chance (laughs) yeah well yeah it is interesting you're talking about scream just scream five just being called scream even this one was scream six but it was like roman numerals at the part of the m in the name and then i even saw trailers on tv and they would just would just say scream like the the announcer in the trailer so literally this one's just called scream 2 essentially yeah yeah we we were big advocates of five cream for scream five stylization right yeah five cream Uh, also uh, shout out to the gorley and russ horror podcast they're big fans of screams put the five at the end make it look like an s I like that sure. actually. Yeah. That's great. So that Easy. And then um, you put IX at the end of that. Scream six. Yeah. <laughs> it done it. Yeah. Anyway. But, uh, very uh, underrated I, franchise, I feel though. Like really when you, you think about the bad Hellraisers we've suffered through, do your thing cuz from Texas Chainsaw episodes, things like that. Every um, Halloween, Mike. We did every Halloween on this podcast. Every single That's one. Right. So yeah, I think um, let's just jump in and see how we feel about this latest entry. It's return to the to theaters, Scream, and kind of a little bit of franchise as a whole. But yeah, this latest entry, where does it rank? How does it stack up against the classic and the rest of the movies that aren't that aren't bad in this franchise, right? So let's take a stab at uh, tackling this uh, most vicious ghost face of all. It's, uh, yeah, Scream Takes Manhattan, coming up next on Normies Like Us. We're back here on Normies Like Us, and we're in a bodega with a shotgun in a guy's mm-hmm. mouth. Very typical ghost face behavior, because, of course, we're talking Scream, Scream 6 here on Normies Like Us. Uh, let's talk about how we got there. We've got a Scream podcast. Go back and listen. That sets up all the good Wes Craven, uh, Kevin Williamson stuff. You kind of get all of our take on 90s and, and the evolution of all that stuff. Let's get up here and say, I don't know if we talk too much about Scream 4. We'll get into that on this one. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're basically talking about a direct sequel here with characters set up in Scream 5 of a film directed by the team called Radio Silence, who are these very cool, interesting horror directors who did a film called Ready or Not. Did you guys see that? Yes, I did. And I was a big fan of that film. So when they announced 
back when uh, before Scream Five that these directors were going to be doing it, I was pretty excited because I was like, "Well, I liked I liked Ready or Not," so I had positive things to say about them before. Yeah, hey, do you see that, Mike? Uh, well, believe it or not, I have not seen Ready or Not. So if I was on a phone call with a specific trivia question to save one of my fellow hosts regarding that horror movie, I, I would I would fail you miserably, and I'm sorry. You'd be yeah. kind of like Steve. It's uh, it's a really good movie. I definitely suggest I uh, checking that out if it's on streaming or something. Uh, and it stars Samara Weaving, who is uh, in Scream 6 yes. in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hugo Weaving's daughter and uh, Margot Robbie look alike, uh, but uh, <laughs> clone number three, actress. yeah, and uh, yeah, she's in the beginning of this movie. Cool, 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 cameo. Oh, that's awesome. I'll just check that out. I think uh, you know, having no experience with with these guys or this group here. Um, sorry if I got that wrong because I I have no knowledge of this creative team, um, but I really enjoyed, especially. I watched Scream 6 in the theater, and then I went back and rewatched 5. I watched it when it came out. Ah. But I really appreciated what they were doing kind of as this almost double feature. So we'll get into it more. But I really like Scream 5 for what it's doing as a legacy sequel, and it's it's doing its yeah. own meta thing. And I, 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 I think Scream 5 is pretty high up maybe in my rankings. I enjoyed it a lot. So that's I, where I'm at with how I feel about that movie. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I liked 5 when I first watched it. Um, and, um, you know, with four, to, not to get into four too much, but four was all about sort of remakes. Uh, and, you know, it came out in 2011. So it was talking about sort of what was popular in the 2000s uh, mm-hmm. with every horror franchise, every classic horror franchise getting remade. You know, like you said, Halloween, Texas Chainsaw, all those different ones. Hayden Panettiere uh, has that scene listing all of them. There's yes, like 34 yeah, that she's the greatest <laughs> scene yeah, of all I love time. that. I love that. Yeah. Um, Whereas five is talking about this new sort of trend in the 2010s and 2020s of the legacy sequel, the requel, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And five is even Soft more touching reboot. on, yeah, where it's still within the same universe, but it's like the, it's usually the, the child of a main character from the original or something. And it's even more than horror. It's talking about star Wars, star Wars, episode oh, right. eight, the last Jedi, <laughs> is a big part of the commentary of five. Uh, and I'm excited to talk about that. Um, yeah, but it's that all is about, great. I mean the whole, you know, the villain's motive to get into spoiler, obviously we're going to be spoiling scream five and six in this yep. episode and scream in there. general. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but the whole, you know, the whole motive of the killers in five is to fix the canon of, you know, the stab franchise or the scream, you know, real life and events of the scream, you know, movies, um, just like there were, you know, petitions online of, you know, angry fanboys wanting to chain you know fix star wars and, and that kind of thing so yeah you get, i really like yes what i'm saying me too and and because we're always thinking about that and the idea that you can't just reboot something because it has to be tied to the original right we need a, some legacy characters to do that transition to the new group and stuff and then yeah. richie's you know the, he's saying too like you know this how is any fandom toxic he's saying like it's out of love right. i love this <laughs> thing and if you change it i get upset you know it's it's yeah. it's very uh, obviously uh, meta about, and self-aware yeah, yeah. they subverted Richie, Richie, your expectations Richie. and mm-hmm. i didn't like it um and even down to the parallels of dewey dying in five the han solo moment of him mm-hmm. being killed a legacy character 
Uh, you know, it's, I, it's, it's really, in the same way. I know what I have to like right yeah. in the stomach, right? It's the same literally way. held up by a impaling mm-hmm. essentially as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was a clever way to get back into the scream franchise. Uh, and then when you go to six, I'm sort of, my general thoughts on it right now are sort of less positive because with each scream sequel, it seems to be talking about something specific. And then six, it's a continuation of the score of five, but it's a little more abstract of what they're actually sort of commenting on within the horror genre. I guess we'll have to unpack that as we get through this conversation. But Colin, what are your thoughts on five before I do kind of want to briefly run down the key things that people need to know? You know, obviously we have Sam and Tara, the the new characters that are going to carry on. We're going to be talking about the Carpenter sisters. Again, we are legally obligated to talk about Jenna Ortega on this podcast, as I am the president of her fan club. Mm -hmm. Very appropriate. Um, I, I think famously told this on a post, uh, post our, our scream episode because it, uh, five had not come out. I believe that was in celebration or anticipation of the movie coming out. But, uh, uh, on a whatcha, I, I believe I regaled you guys with the tale of me seeing five, my first time ever in a Ford DX theater mm-hmm. where, you know, motion controlled feeling like I was being thrown out of it. You felt like you were fighting for your life against Ghostface. And uh, we'll talk about uh, our viewing experience this time. But needless to oh, say, boy. maybe I haven't had the greatest first viewings <laughs> with the, these films. Oh, I'm sorry I unfortunately uh, am not a huge fan of Five. I think I, I, I love us talking now and doing like a genuine exploration. It's kind of really opening up my mind to really showcase that four and five are talking about two different reboot kind of things. That's yeah. helping the argument that I like five better, but I can't help but feel like four accomplish everything better that five attempts to pull off. That's definitely an argument that I can see. And I, I kind of see four and five almost as companion pieces, whereas it's not exactly redoing what four did, but it's putting its own like 2010 spin on it where they're each talking about like a different era of the horror genre, I guess is my thesis statement. There's, and I briefly touch on four because there's a character from four returning, but you know, um, the Nev Campbell's sister, what's her name again? There's so many uh, screams. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, if, if you told me what yeah. Jill's mom's name was, I was gonna be shocked. So her cousin has this whole thing too, where it's like in this era, you don't have to do anything to be famous, it just needs to be sensationalized, and she's doing like a self-harm act to exactly. get it. Exactly. And that was in twenty eleven. Like that's a social and I think commentary. that was ahead of its time too, yeah. with, with yeah. talking about social media and all that stuff too. Like the her, doing like, dangerous she has things. She a great to get line famous. in that where she says friends i don't need friends i need fans and i think that's like Jeez, the thesis I statement need of that followers movie. Jake. Yeah. yeah oh my god so in a way uh they're all doing something clever it just does it resonate with you i think they're all trying to do something so if it lands for you great i think five lands for me i think it lands for jacob a little more than it does for you colin but i think that's fine let's introduce the characters because Correct. i have one last big bone to pick with what five introduces to this new franchise so mm-hmm. you have the young carpenter sisters we won't talk about the first one too much tara the young sister because in this first film she's not exactly a major character no. interesting right. super cool twist to the franchise she is our opening ghost face victim and she is not killed gentlemen subverting first. your expectations series first yeah, yeah which is awesome 
So and I like that. That scene is very effective too. Like, I mean, incredibly yeah. cool. And she even Drew starts more talking about five for me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And when he asks, like, "What's your favorite scary movie?" She starts talking about like elevated horror with Hereditary yes. and uh, Babadook and all. She that. likes the Babadook like, a lot. Yeah. I, I can't remember in the opening of four, but do they also reference the stab films, Jacob, or is that something that five yes. is kind of pulling out in fun way? Oh, okay. No, they talk well, a lot about man. the stab films in four. Four has like two okay. cold four opens. Is super yeah, is cool and meta. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. One of the Kirsten Bell killing somebody. Yeah. It's like yeah. yes. three layers deep. Yes. And then they have a whole stab a thon, which that's like a stab uh-huh. movie marathon that they're watching <laughs> there's also a guy live streaming to the internet which is very ahead of his time and in, in that it, as well <laughs> surely they're watching one of these like silver-faced flamethrower ghost face yes. sta- stab well, movies in that, four that 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 about, right yeah. mm-hmm. time travel was in stab five <laughs> and then now in five they're talking about oh ryan johnson directed one of the stab movies and it's like totally yeah. different and stuff and it's just, yeah yeah this incredible yeah. Well, you want the knives out guy to do a stab movie. Cano- canonically uh, directed stab in universe stab. Oh, one. is that true? That's so perfect. <laughs> yeah. Of course, because wow. the faculty connection. That's amazing. That's cool. That's cool. But so, yeah, we have Samantha, right? And, well, Sam after, Carpenter. We, we learned that she's the sister of Tara, who's our first person who doesn't get stabbed. And then that's a vehicle to lure Sam back to Woodsboro. She's kind of been estranged from her sister and her family because she found yeah. out her father is Billy Loomis. And she is worried that's about, right. do um, I have that inside so me? She's she having separates herself. Yeah. psychotic episodes where she's seeing visions of Billy yes. Loomis uh, so telling her to kill people. Here's my issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, in my Scream franchise, which is always hyper-realistic, despite the fact that people like to point out Ghostface is always invincible. He gains, you know, two feet every time he puts on the mask. How does Jill Roberts all of a sudden, right. you know, lifting people up and stabbing them with a knife? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the conventions of the horror movie, quote-unquote. This, this is Dexter. I don't need, like, I and Mike, the legacy connection for the legacy sequel, if she's Billy Loomis's kid, that's dope. Let's move with that. That's cool. If she's psychotic, if she's fighting off these urges, that's awesome. Literally seeing Skeet come in and be like, hey, guys, I'm, like, young and sexy. That is, like, fan service to the max that right. does not work for me at all. Skeet Ulrich, they're probably using some de-aging on him to... Well, well, they put not, in a lot of reflections. They aren't, <laughs> well, you know. But again, if I may argue for it, yeah, in, in universe, it could be a mechanism of her own mind projecting his face on. You know, it could be all bullshit, but all, it gets him. She's a check truly too. having a psychotic break. In, yeah, in the context of the movie. Yeah, so he's well, a metaphor. Like, That's so, how I look at it. I don't you know, think he's actually things, speaking, right? S- certain mental problems can be hereditary, right? So what they're suggesting, like he had psychotic problems so now she's inheriting some of that so she even sees a therapist in the beginning of of six right and mm-hmm. um so she's definitely has some some mental health issues yeah so we could set that up and kind of i guess breeze forward through five um basically so tara's the bait you know they're half sisters because tara's father is not billy loomis you know they have share the same mother so they're half sisters she comes back to woodsboro and the whole chain of events goes off which we'll find out you know spoiler you know it's her boyfriend much you know, very similar to scream one what do they can, can i pause you guys real quick yeah. what do they say and i swear to god i just did rewatch all these two but i cannot remember what do they say because of course the thrust of the first film is Billy Loomis wants to lose his virginity to Nev Campbell. Who who is who is Sam's mother? He has sex and he just lies to Nev Campbell. Do they just say just a different uh, 
Yeah, different person that he had sex. But with. Is that a classmate. He, it, it, we don't, don't know really the origin. It. I tried to look up a family tree because it's getting confusing, and we'll get into yes. that. Yes, and then you, of course, you also have Tara's friends who are Randy Meeks's niece and nephew or something, right? And they're Randy all Meeks the same age. Yeah, yeah. And then yep. you have, and then another one of their friends is Deputy Judy from Four's son. Right. Uh, yeah. And she must course. have just like popped a kid out immediately because she was, yeah, you know, because that was only insane. like 10, 11 years before she didn't, I mean, maybe she had a young kid in Four. That oh, I, I think it's implied so, that yeah. Sam was a babysitter for her child. Like it could be happening okay, during that yeah. timeline. Oh, of course. So when she's running of around on Four, Sam's a babysitter. Yeah. I love yeah. this, guys. I love sense. how tight so this the is is to feel. This is webbing. Sure. And she went be, to school with yeah. Nev Campbell because she talks about that in Four. She's like, oh, do you she, remember me? No, 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 dog. Yeah. She says, she says in six, um, Kirby was a senior when I was a freshman. That I was like, what? Wait, Sydney yeah. Prescott? I no, 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 fucking that. Sam, Sam Carpenter. Oh, so think about that. Yeah, like, yeah. That makes wow. sense then. So she, so Sam Carpenter would know about Jim and everything that happened. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of this is a twisted web we weave. We make fun of Star Wars because it has to be about the Skywalker family, but this franchise right. is very much everybody's related to Jacob everybody. Said Star Wars. Yeah, it is. It is Star, Star Wars. Wars. Literally, it's about the Last Jedi. The Scream Five. Yeah, and we have now Darth Vader's uh, daughter, granddaughter. You know, Sam. Like, hey, yeah. do I be evil exactly. or not? The Ray um, of Scream. Yeah. But yeah, well, so so the, all the things kick off. Obviously, Sam and Tara are able to survive. We do lose Dewey, unfortunately. Gail and um, Sydney help out, obviously, in that. But then we survive an ordeal in five, you know, and that a couple of years later, we're going to move to New York. Tara's going to college. Sam gets a job over there because she wants to, you know, be near her to keep an eye on her after all they've been through. And here we are. There's two friends six. who are Randy Meeks's relatives survived their mindy the and chad four, right mindy, mindy and chad. chad are now the core four let's do it core they four, lost yeah. both of their partners i guess in the prior one of them um, was right. a murderer. well it wasn't specifically a partner, their well their friend was a murderer, yes right? but specifically yeah. to set up uh and again huge spoilers for all these movies in five sam's partner richie is revealed to be this nefarious guy who has sort of mastermind these killings Toxic to fanboy make her look crazy because he does not like how the films are being made. Now, mm-hmm. a central plot to kick off the start of this film is Sam is being targeted in a way that we see a lot of women, but also people involved in these true crime worlds. You could say a thousand things about the Amber Heard case, but where mm-hmm. literally people online decide one side of a story and you sort of just get targeted because of that and it's just that's your life now and that's, and this that's film comments are an interesting way on this yes that is a really a huge interesting angle of six that i did like because that is something that it's an internet phenomenon that does happen i think like you said with amber heard or plenty of other even if you're talking about just movies like brie larson being talked about in a million youtube videos and you know the right. mcu and all that stuff so. oh my god yeah, so we're we're bringing back the Star, continuing the Star Wars metaphor, so to speak, the toxic fandom metaphor. But it's also the media and how they'll spin something, and people will just decide. Doesn't matter. The facts don't matter, right? We're yes. in a post-facts world. I always say that they're dealing exactly. with that, and then they're also piling on the media. You know, they give Gail a hard time. Hey, you write another book. You know, did you exploit this tragedy? This kind of theme runs through these. So it's a little bit about 
uh, that stuff too. Like, are we exploiting tragedy for our own career gains? You know, Gail's yeah. been accused of that, things like that. Um, and G- Gail and Sydney have kind of gone back and forth in the relationship of like, you know, they're friends, but like Gail will sell, you know, sell out the story to, to make some money and Sydney yes. doesn't like that. And um, so they have a complicated relationship, which is sort of explored in this one too. The films five. are always mm-hmm. about how do, and I love this specifically women again, deal with trauma. You have the two sides of what Jacob just said perfectly. Sydney Prescott very often goes into hiding. She puts her life away. Yes, she wrote a book about this material too, but it's a self-help book about how to move on. Then you've got the exploitative side. You've got Gail Weathers mm-hmm. who will say, how do I overcome my trauma? I talk about it every second of my life. And that's sort of like the combating sides of this whole franchise. And you get that now in Two Young Sisters, with- Tara being like, Fuck all this. I'm not going to talk to anybody about this. I'm going to live my life. I'm not going to be known as the Scream 5 girl. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not right. going to be known as Wednesday. You can't put me in a box. Like, <laughs> no, I'm, no. I'm a big star. I'm a boom operator, damn it, on a low-budget porn movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's my but calling. Have, That's right, Mike. Yeah. You have Sam Carpenter, who yes. pretty much wants to get out of town and doesn't want, you know, Gail is like, in, in Six, at least, Gail is like pushing her to like work together yes. to like figure this out. And and the Carpenters are like, no, we we just want to get out of here. Like, we don't want to be yes. involved. We don't want to figure out who the killers are. We just want to get away. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you get a shot, Jacob, that the Scream franchise loves. But of course, this is how we show the trauma of Sam, closing a door and locking Five locks. Yeah, a right. subtle thing. I got five deadbolts in my home. Leave me alone. Very yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis Halloween reboot, yes. right? Obviously, yeah. they even moved from Woodsboro to New York City to try to get away from what happens. So obviously, you know, they're trying to move yeah. on. And Woodsboro is in California. So we're kind of doing is the it? reverse yes. of an H20. It's revealed, yes. Because you can drive in from Modesto five. to Woodsboro. Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. And yeah, their whole and like Tara's whole thing is that she just wants to live a normal college life, doesn't want to be weighed down by the memories, you know, the traumatic memories that happen to her and stuff. They're all trying to move on with their lives, right? And at this point, they have both had to kill somebody for survival. Oh my god! Sam had to, had to kill Richie, and then Tara had to kill the other accomplice. You know, Amber. just to survive. Yeah. So Amber. So they both have a trauma of taking a life to survive. Sydney's gone through that arc as well. Like you know, just to survive, right? So Sam's deal is. I have this guilt. Am I like my father? Am I a murderer at heart? So that's what she's harboring. So she's closed off. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of hinted like, do I like this? And like, is this something that comes natural? She says it felt good killing Richie because it's like he deserved it. Yeah. Which again is Uh, getting into that Dexter thing of like, uh, sometimes you just need to be a serial killer. But if you know, you're a good person otherwise or whatever. Well, (laughs) we'll talk about literally. We'll talk about that later. So yes, but let's, I'm I'm loving all this. This is so delicious. But this is our mystery. I want to go. Just a bit beat by beat, because I would regret so much if we didn't actually just like talk, talk, talk about it. Now, again, I was with Jacob when we saw this. Mike, Uh, what did you think of the intro to this? The opening kill, of course, the most famous things about Scream franchise. Yes. They always have good intros, right? Okay, everyone. Again, spoilers for all of Scream. All of it. Six? All all of it. this one we open with us uh, Mara weaving she's trying to do a blind date thing she's in a yellow she's dress a college film professor who she just escaped from her own wedding <laughs> from australia <laughs> right. yeah 
Um, um, in New York, trying to start. Like, she's only been there a few months in the city. The building has a red front. Anyway, she's, it's a guy she's never met. It's a blind date. And uh, he, he ends up, he starts out nice on the phone. You know, hey, I'm lost. And she, he lures her into this alley. And it's typical horror setup. And then she gets jumped and killed by Ghostface. Scream mask. Scream mask and everything. The big only, twist. Go ahead. He reveals himself for the first time ever. Jacob, take Whoa. it from there. Takes off the mask and... Big twist, it's Tony Revolori. Flash Thompson. Did Thompson. you guys notice the, the voice right away since we've been so will I've forced us to be so willow obsessed on this podcast? I did not. I did not even know. Uh, I didn't notice I, I it was right like, away. That is a Tony. big surprise. I knew it yeah. right away. Called it. That's Willow's boyfriend. I, but uh so this great. is a big deal. And I thought, how crazy is this? We're gonna do yeah, a movie where it's not a who done it. We know who yeah. he is from the beginning, Colin. What did you think when you saw that? I was completely shocked. I was in. Of, like you're just saying, blows the top off the franchise. You're going like, this is the coolest way to start this thing. I, I said it before. I think the topper of five was the opening scene. Keeping someone alive, making it like the fight, using the locks and stuff. That's cool. That's modern. I was like, this is great. This is so He invented. talks about cloning this a I'm phone, like, which explains how he could do the locks. You know, great. But this but six, this. I'm like, this is this is the greatest idea ever. And to literally honor the franchise further, to get the tilted down, you know, sort of like upshot, he slashes at the camera to not cut to the Scream logo as every other film has done. And you stay on here is breathing and he just takes off the mask, takes off and he goes on his little journey. And you're like, fuck, we are in this for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And so. So he kills her in the, in the alley, goes home, well, find but, out. But, but, well, when he's, yeah. I just want to talk about the effectiveness of when he's in walking through the campus. She's like, hey, finger guns. Hey, we're going to see you at the party. And it's like, it's, yeah, he's acting so normal. Into Ortega. Yeah. On the star of our movie, we're shocked. We know this guy knows our leads. Horrifying. Yeah. Yes. Very effective. This is where it's going. Yes. And he's just acting like nothing happened. It's like, what a psychopath. Right. You're like, this is going to be interesting. We know who Ghostface is. Jacob, take it from there. That's right. He goes home. You find out oh he's like a stab fanatic he's got the shrine of everything of the franchise all over you find out him and his roommate have been planning this whole thing they're gonna kill the carpenter sisters and do all this uh and then he, what exactly happens he gets, he they, gets do they say tonight that they're gonna do it at the frat party that she's going to i don't think it's I tonight think, at the frat party uh, but he was, was say, trying to get Sam to show up. Miss it then. And they had that yeah. whole theater set up with the, uh, like, they were doing that right before the other yes. people took over. But uh, he gets a phone shrine. call and it's fucking ghost face. And he says to the voice, we promised we would never do the voice to each other. So he mm-hmm. thinks it's his roommate who's planning to do these, these killings with. Uh, some stuff happens. He opens the fridge. What does he see in the fridge? It's his roommate's dead the body. Yeah. Uh, he gets attacked by Ghostface, and then I think, what does he say? He says, like, what about the movies or whatever? And then Ghostface says, who gives a fuck about movies and kills him? And, that's and then, the then we audio. get the cutaway. Yes. Yes. And we're just like, great, ah! great intro. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. This is where I will reveal uh, our viewing experience. Uh, uh, so, Jacob, I'm to turn. Yeah, now. Yeah. Surroundings when this is happening. Jacob and I uh, saw this together. We saw it at a matinee, a uh, usual yes. theater we go to. We love it. It's our favorite place. We see a thousand movies together. Now, God help us, for some reason this time, I think it was a slumber party or some sort of like day trip or something. But yeah, uh, I want to was... say 30 
maybe 25. <laughs> it was like a whole row behind well, an entire behind row. Yes, of 12 year old girls yes. in pajamas, wrapped in blankets. This is going to sound very like, hey, kids, get off our lawn. But no, 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 no. How it dare was you? A particularly it's, bad. It is full of We needed a chaperone. Generation madness. They were watching TikToks, turning their flashlights on, sitting on each other, showing each other stuff, commenting Talking on like the screen. No one else was in the theaters. Yes. Shining and lights. Everyone the around movie. them was saying, shut the fuck up. And it meant yeah. nothing. No parent. Well, if the parents were there uh-huh. or any guardians, they were Dameless. not disciplining. <laughs> uh, no. And first they just of all, completely shut. It was an R rated movie. The yeah. kind of movie that, yeah, preteens should really be going to in theaters. Yeah. Um, so I say, where's the parents? But obviously, you know, we're getting to the point where we're saying, Hey kids, yeah. you know, get off our lawn. But I say it was in, in terms of bad theater experience, it was a particularly bad one. It was maybe the worst I've ever been to. So keep in mind, as we're talking about this movie, every five minutes, I, or someone else <laughs> around me is turning around to say, shut the fuck up. Yeah. You know what? Maybe it didn't like you know maybe if you watched it normally you might actually like mm. it more interesting um, interesting you're, you're like the whole a time. cat song started they were all singing along <laughs> to it i'm so it sorry it was madness <laughs> that's horrible well you know it, it where's really the parents gen z or gen yeah. alpha or they whatever could not they just could not pay attention to the film but mike could i tell you something yes do you know do you know who they absolutely adored more than anything or anyone else Chad. 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 Yes. They love Chad. Chad. Jacob, Chad. I'm so glad you noticed too. Every time Chad was on the screen, they'd be like, there's Chad. That's Chad. Chad. All of them at once would be like, Chad, Chad, Chad. And when the first time Chad you see him, he's shirtless like, yes, and he's Chad, all jacked too. <laughs> yes. I yeah. knew it. At one point they said, I ship it. They just kept saying it. The screen when when it. Chad and Tara were together, and they'd Ortega. say, I ship it. I absolutely ship it. All the time. Because if just, you remember in screen They're live five, shipping. He had a different girlfriend that was part of the She gets killed. Yeah. So now they're doing this relationship with him and Tara. He also wild. mysteriously survived five. I don't know how. Like they don't pick him I, and his he, sister were both injured, but they both survived. They are impervious injuries. now. They're the but you don't get them with a blanket sitting by an ambulance in five. So it was like, wait a minute, because I watched right. that today. I'm like, okay, but anyway, uh, Chad. They like Chad. Fantastic. They liked Chad, Mike. You believe that? Right. So Chad. how do we? Let's get into it now. Again, we're talking. We're, so we're passing. Well, I share scene. my theater experience. We're back into. Oh, please! Oh my God! Sorry, sorry. And you said, Jacob, where's the parents? That's the theme of uh, Scream Two. Right. You know, where's the and, parents? And also with them acting like that, it made me think of Scary Movie Two, where people commenting in a theater didn't yeah. kind of get up. I'm not advocating for violence. It should yeah, have happened. That's all I'm going to say. Remember it's the some, opening of Scream Two? Yes, they should have been Scream Two. People in exactly, the but um, yeah. luckily I did not have a terrible, terrible experience. There was a lot of talking beforehand, very loud talking, people doing the trailer thing. Lame, you know, I love to put my no. joke out there, you sure, know, so sure. that was happening. I'm like, oh, no. And then a group of teens sat right in front of me, like the road two oh, rows man. up. And I'm, I heard your oh, story and I'm like, it's goddamn oh, no. teens these days. It's going to happen. Luckily, once the movie started, everyone shut up. But I did have one guy at one point, two thirds of the way, walk out of the theater. And as he's going out, he just yelled the, the finale. He just yelled the solution and what? left. But how did he know it? Unless maybe that was he saw it, maybe he looked it up. 
Or he was guessing and he was right. Seriously? So I had one dickhead who spoiled the ending. That sucks, dude. I didn't believe him and we'll get into it when we get there. But I was like, "Eh, maybe he's just bullshitting. But it turned out he wasn't bullshitting. So he technically spoiled it for everybody. looked on his fucking phone or something. That's fucking bullshit. And again, I was like, I'm not sure. What the fuck? And I'm someone who loves going to see movies in theaters. I, you know. We're trying to bring them back. I advocate for theaters because I like the experience of seeing a movie communally with other people, but people, I think the pandemic Suck. just people forgot how to yes. act around other people. Yes. I, yes, Jacob, you just hit it on the head. You, that is 100%. People truly yeah. are like, I was alone for three years acting however I want when I watch a movie. That is how I watch movies now. And it's like, yeah. no, 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 no. Do you think like, yeah, that's like, that's probably the first time since they were like under 10 years old that they've been to a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're locked down for three That's years true. of being a formative adult That's person. That's true. That's really true. Oh my God. It's not like an excuse nine. for behavior. <laughs> no, it's not. But Mike, that's you so interesting right. that you say that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm I don't sorry. know. Dude. I try to find, you know, I empathize for the human race, but I don't want to be annoyed when I'm at my movies. So I will be going to the Alamo from now on because we went to a regal man, oh, yeah. rough crowd. I want people who take the shit seriously. Uh, and we did the regal too. Yeah, no, we did I the Cinemark. Yeah, I think I'm out of any general public theater, man. <laughs> sure. It's going to be like boutique because at least that audience Alamo takes it seriously. They are really good about it. Like even if they even it's if you're going on or something, like they'll yeah. they'll remove you. And I was well, telling, I was talking to my mom afterwards, and she's like, "Oh, I would have went to the manager of the theater or whatever, and like complained or got my money back or something." But that's not really something I even thought about because I guess I just. Don't think about that kind of in thing. The, in the moment, I just felt paralyzed. It's I'm yeah. good at screaming at people and telling them to shut up, but truly when it is a child, a little girl, I yeah, was like, a there's bunch of 12 I year can't old girls. do anything. Yeah, right, little, right. I'm not going like, to discipline you. Yeah, yeah. You're I really put the blame place. more on their parents for yeah. not parenting, but anyways yeah what do they buy the tickets and then just go sit at the bar when once the kids got in yeah yeah whatever but uh, also back to the movie screaming at the tony revelory reveal that everybody was excited and that's again that's why you go to the movies live and what we see these type of movies me too i was like oh my god you know we're we're in it dude yeah and some of some of the kills in this like the crowd was hot there was a lot of whoa shit you know like that stuff is fine for the live experience you know but when people are talking over stuff it's no good participate in the movie not you know having conversations with each other and like shining their phone flashlights and no. stuff like so don't do that in the theaters thing. people please um yeah but pandemic saying to- back to me when i said turn the flashlights off <laughs> what what do you mean what do you mean i mean <laughs> turn mean? the flashlight this is in your fucking living room that's what i mean ah uh, man wild but we're probably just well, sounding like boomers yes. now we're yes. screaming at clouds yeah. now but i do want to bring up a little pandemic note because this movie was uh scream six right or yeah Scream 5, sorry. Scream 5 came out 2022. It was in production yes. in 2020, and it got delayed because of the pandemic. Of course. Which, which does skew the ages of everybody from 1996, from the original Scream to now, where they're technically two years older than they say they are in the film. Because this should be taking uh, place sure. in 2020. But when I did oh, the math... Okay. You know, Sam should be 26 and it says she's 24. Jenna Ortega should be 21 and she's 19. Sam's supposed to be 24. She seems so mature in these movies. <laughs> I, you would be at this point. Yeah, um, working at a fucking bowling alley. Yeah. Sheriff Judy would have a high school age son. I guess she had a little kid in four yeah. that we just didn't mention. Yeah, yes. but so the pandemic Inside shifted of- the whole timeline, bumped it by two years. So we were on parallel to real time, but now 
were kind of staggered by by two years just something to keep mm. in mind yeah um whether they reference that or not or if that's just an oversight i don't know um but so to wrap up you know what happens in five so we find out obviously the killer is well the killers are richie who is sam's boyfriend who says he doesn't like horror movies or whatever it's kind of a red herring right but uh he was the mastermind and then he sort of implied that he kind of grooms this girl that is in the friend group uh amber that's like they met on an online, online forum yeah it really seemed to be like he's older he kind mm-hmm. of you know if he's in his 20s online. he's a high schooler that's grooming yeah, yeah. um good. so that was an interesting angle but uh so obviously you know there's a new leather face leather face <laughs> Uh, ghost face yeah yeah <laughs> um they kill richie and amber blah 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 move to new york city trying to get away you know so they go to nyu or tara goes to nyu and the the meeks siblings i think they say they go to nyu or something um they're regardless you know, we're in new york we're at a university and now yeah. there's a new ghost face suddenly stalking the carpenter sisters and we need to figure out who is doing it why are like they doing one? it right different right this is different but i don't know if we want to spoil it yet or do we want to keep so they keep leaving masks at the scene of the murders that are that have dna of the past killers and they're going sequentially so the first ones are richie and amber's dna then they have uh jill roberts then they have the killer in three killer two etc so they have all these counting down original masks from the real events somehow that they got their hands on they find out there's a whole shrine of Ghostface killers, right? Uh, then we also get uh, this. So, so first of all, we have this cop played by Dermot Mulroney, who uh, is there. So they have a roommate in New York City. Uh, this cop is their roommate's dad. Then we have FBI agent Kirby. Oh my uh, god! From Scream Four, Hayden Panettiere, mm-hmm. uh, basically I- returning to acting with this role. Well, I looked at, she, she hasn't done much in film, but she was on TV. She was doing this show called Nashville for a long time, right? Which I've never seen. But uh, I'm probably the number one member of the Hayden Panettiere uh, fan Impossible. club. So, Impossible. Heroes? Uh, Impossible. The Kirby fan you're, club. You're talking to the founding member. <laughs> oh, wow. You run two fan clubs? That's wild. That's right. Yeah, you're in the, you're I have the Jenna to. Ortega. Yeah, um, yeah. I have all the these Kirby, cards. <laughs> rewatching four which i did recently i'm a huge fan of kirby uh in that movie and having her come back um really connecting because obviously they're already connected to one through three the original sydney prescott trilogy now they're connecting four also with uh sheriff judy who was in five um you know yeah. that's another four, connection five, to six four, now. obviously yeah five featured an easter egg which was a youtube video link in the corner of a tv screen that had interview with uh woodsboro survivor kirby blah 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 and that set up that the character was alive and fans were shocked because of course we saw her ending in four does not imply that she would sort of continue to exist right they never show her well she might have i mean I, I guess trick this franchise will continue to pull. Again, right, we need so, a yes. blanket. Okay, but they also didn't show the body. So there's we no guarantee. We need a blanket so, sitting well, on an ambulance. Yeah, yeah, ambulance. Spo- spoiler alert for this one. But Mike, literally Mindy says later, these drugs are great. Like, that's, yeah, that's how she's doing so well. The only yeah. way like, I know okay, for great, sure cool. if someone survives <laughs> is if they have a blanket and, Mindy is kind of and the they're new, on an ambulance. 
Kirby, who's following this archetype of the film nerd of who the Randy, the rules. Yes. Yeah, the Randy Meeks was the first. Their Her uncle. Mm-hmm. And four, it was Kirby, also kind of this kid, Charlie. Hot nerd. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Kirby's whole thing is that she's she, she's a nerd who loves movies and, and horror and stuff, but she's you also super attractive. Oh, my yep. God. A girl? <laughs> Having interests. Wow. Um, but Kirby's great. We're, we're way yes. into that. And then there's like so, the incel kid who's like, oh, you didn't notice me in four years of school. And that's why he was the yeah, accomplice. It's, it's like, oh, God, so dumb. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Kirby's great, kind though. that's of the Jack Champion character. Right? She's made the FBI by now, though. So good for Kirby. Yeah. yeah. Again, timeline wise, is that tracking? How long does it take a well, high school junior to become an FBI field agent? He's in her early 30s or now, so. I guess. Mm. Maybe yeah. it makes sense. But then it's kind of hinted that she's she was suspended for acting erratically, or if that was just something that the is alleged. Papa's saying we'll... at the end, but um, so yeah, so we have the core four. We have Kirby, uh, Mindy, Chad, Hera. Mindy, Chad. Well, I was saying uh, the core four plus yeah plus Kirby plus That's cop right, dad. Yeah. Uh, obviously, plus we, roommate. One of the first deaths is yeah. roommate Quinn. Who we think is oh, dead. Good memory pull. Maybe mm-hmm. not. Uh, so she's well, let's set right up away. the circumstance. Yeah. All right, because here's the deal: we we get we get a little ghost face killing of the people in the apartment. There's a little police kerfuffle going on. Ooh, this is weird. Then there's the big bodega scene chase, and at this point, it's like, oh, my dad's a cop. Bring you down to the station. Let's see what's going on. And then the cops like, oh, you can't leave New York City, you know, f- uh, because they're not going investigation. So they want to get out of there, but they can't. And Sam is also yeah. considered a suspect because of these online conspiracy theories where they think that that she there's also a phone video that leaks of her five. being aggressive. I'll kill you, yeah. she says to somebody. So, so all painting this her as this crazy woman who's maybe has homicidal tendencies. Um, and then, of course, we have Gail Weathers coming back, the only returning original cast member, because obviously Dewey's dead, killed mm-hmm. off in five. And Sidney Prescott, Nev Campbell, did not come back for this one because she said they did not offer her enough money and she was sort of insulted by their offer. So she said, I'm not coming back. Courtney A Cox, very however, public pay dispute, yes. Yeah. Courtney Cox is like, I'll come back. I don't give a shit. And we get, we get the money. <laughs> the check clears, baby. It doesn't have to be a big amount. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of Billy Loomis here, too. And like, yeah, that's right. If that's you like, made yeah. friends money, would you say no to anything? <laughs> like, if anybody just asked for your time, wouldn't you be like, yeah, okay, sure, whatever. It costs me nothing. <laughs> right. Right. And she does get a little more solo time now that, you know, there's no Sydney and no Dewey. She yeah. kind of be like, she's the one link to the well, original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, again, we're jumping ahead a little, but Mike, another uh, convention yes. breaker for the franchise here. What did you think about uh, Gail Weathers getting a phone call? She's never had a phone call with Ghostface before. And that's yeah, that was he cool. says too, right? I guess that's I've an never easy way to do to it. I've never talked to you too. on the phone, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we should, uh, yeah, maybe that's a good way to just do the set pieces and then we can do it because like that's really the easiest way I think. But this is one of the set pieces near the tail end. But yeah, we get Ghostface calling Gail Weathers, a very cool moment. Um, never happened. And, you know, I like that she's met every, everyone's money. You know, 10 other guys have tried this. It hasn't ended that well for them, you know, and like that stuff's all right. fun. But how do you feel about this? Did not love the ending line mike of tell sydney he didn't get me he did stab you a bunch of times <laughs> well she's gotten no shot guarantee. in these 
I mean, yeah. The, she the main seems three to know that she will magically survive. Liam Schreiber yeah. says, geez, Gail, it's like you got nine lives in, in Scream 3 or whatever. The amount of damage that the, the, the main trio Ooh. gets through like the whole series is insane. Like, even in four, like they're just getting stabbed. Can I, can I say to things. you guys, you get this much scar tissue and listeners, um, my fingers are very close. <laughs> and that changes the way you live the rest of your life for all of time. Now, when your body is a web of scar tissue because you are a Thanksgiving turkey, essentially. Oh, yeah. How, how are you going to live the rest of your life if you're these people? Scar tissue limits your muscle movement. But I like the attention yes. to detail. Like Tara has the scar uh, on the back of her hand from catching that, that knife. Yeah, but that's she will she will drink with that hand only. Kirby camera has scars like you know on her stomach. Like you know Charlie, you know the last killer in four fucking stabbed me. Blah blah blah. Made me go to the FBI. Uh, Yeah, so the killer attacks Gale in her apartment. Yeah, yeah, go through them all. Let's start with the 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 first main attack is in our like you you said Jacob with Quinn. And they're they're in the apartment. They're like, oh, core four, we're gonna be okay. And then all of a sudden, we're, I'm in, you know, we're in, we're in the, I'm in that your scene apartment. Happens in every stream movie where the main cast is all together in a house and they're talking about, you know, what's happening. And then who is it? Ghostface attacks, right? Hey there. Yep. Oh, there's also and a I, hot neighbor guy that we didn't mention. Yasagura, <laughs> who we just saw in She-Hulk, who of course we all adore. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sam Carpenter's secret boyfriend, or or. Guy, she's hooking up with uh, mm-hmm. Red Herring, I believe. He's a Red Herring, but <laughs> yeah, turns yeah, yeah. out to be a good guy. You know, he's right across a good guy. the window, right mm-hmm. across kind of the alleyway, so to speak. So they they're always making yes. googly eyes, him and Sam, and then they were secretly hooking up. But uh, he's able to be the first one to see something wrong through the window, very rear window. He sees yes, ghost facing Quinn's room and stuff, and he's trying to get their that's attention. Right. I don't know why he didn't and, throw a brick across the way, but anyway. Well, that's a good idea, but not answering the question yet but just saying what we know about ghostface why do we think this scene is occurring exactly it's just a play for josh segura's character to be like hey look what we're doing well it's a red herring and it's a red herring to kill quinn off Mm -hmm. early and kind of remove her from the suspects list uh and then there's that scene with the ladder where they're crawling between apartments and Mindy's girlfriend is the last to kind of go across, and then she gets killed. Yeah, uh, I I and, love this ladder yeah. scene, by the way. Yeah, like it was good. I think this apartment sequence, not throwing a brick through the window aside in a life and death situation. Okay, hot neighbor. But that aside, I, I really like the sequence. I like the payoff when we learn the red herrings, and I like the whole ladder deal. It's like visceral with the whole dumpster. Like it, it's it's tense and like even how playfully Leatherface is like fucking with the side of the ladder a little bit. Like he's he could just tip it, but he's fucking with him. Like you can tell he's yeah. kind of deriving some pleasure from Super this. I really enjoy that then, sequence. Yeah, yeah, she falls, dies, bust her head on dumpster. Uh, yeah. And then we get what Gail Weathers after that at her house, her boyfriend gets killed. Here's another sad thing with, with Gail and Dewey's relationship in four they're married, uh, Mm -hmm. but there's some tensions there. Then in five they're divorced and Dewey's like living alone in Woodsboro. And I just think that's really sad that 
they couldn't make it work, you know? Yeah. And then he yeah, dies. They, they yeah. try to, I'm, I'm 90% here because of you. And he says, well, I'm 90% happy to hear that. You know, like he's still very <laughs> you know, hurt, yeah. but they kind of make up a little bit, but he does, you know, he dies in that movie. So that's trauma for her, but she's got a new boyfriend. He's very, the muscles didn't help him much. Apparently. No, he. Got but I like the sequence. I like this fight, Colin. What do you think about? I love know, it. Ghost it's face? it. It features what I wish we got more in this franchise, which is people running to a gun locker. Because I truly believe at this point everybody would be armed. I like again what they're implying with Sam to jump back to the uh, mm. sequence of the attack in her apartment where literally it's like, she's just drawn to the butcher knives. <laughs> she just like keeps walking over there later. She's like, somebody took the butcher knives. They didn't want me to have my weapons. And you're like, you should have a bat or something or a mm-hmm. gun. What are you talking yeah. about? Something just feels right about stabbing. You know, I just, yeah, I just yeah. want to stab <laughs> a, <laughs> a buck knife. That's this big. But yeah. Jesus. Oh, we also didn't mention the killer also kills her therapist. And it's also sort of, a part of framing her yes. as a suspect. Oh, that's uh, true. Cause she confesses yeah. to having these dark thoughts and, you know, he's feeling like, he, okay. So that psychiatry seems very weird because he acts very <laughs> unlike a therapist would to be like, this is like too much for me. I can't handle this. And it's like, it's well, he, <laughs> he gives a speech where she says, what people don't know is my father was a prolific serial killer. And the internet has turned against me after the discovery last year that a series of killings were linked to the fact that I am his daughter and they are trying to pin these more recent killings on me. When in right. fact, I did kill those people for trying to threaten and harm me. And she unloads mm-hmm. that. And I think his reaction is very fair to say, I am not equipped to, you know, that's right. not, this is not a like therapy question exactly. Yeah. It's like, but that's his job is to yeah. help her with that. At I mean, least that's, like, Hey, this is pretty serious. Maybe I can refer you to a colleague. Like this yeah. is a little beyond yeah. the scope yeah. of my personal expertise. I, know I, I, I uh, validate your yeah. emotion. Instead, yeah. this movie again has to hit that. Like Sam is like the most troubled badass <laughs> that this movie has ever had. And I'm yeah. into it because I think Michelle Barrara, the actress is mm-hmm. like very good. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I think the whole cast is very um, good in this, honestly. Yeah. Like at least the core four and Tara, well, like generally. I like them. My main problem with the, with five and six is that there's too many cast members that just survive. Like they're not killing enough main cast members, which has always been a thing with, with scream one through four is that you got to kill more friends. Like in this one, I feel like, that's kind of a big complaint I have with six is not enough people die, not enough important characters. Everyone that gets attacked. Gail, we'll get down there. We'll get down there. Yeah, yeah but I, I hear you. It's, it's a like, bloated cast. I, I have seen one some, more person to die, I guess. I've seen some director interviews now where they've come out and said they just must be sentimental because they just love these characters and don't want to see anything happen to them. And it's like, okay, fair enough. And you know right. you're setting up another one. Also, yeah, they want to do another one. They want to have yeah. Jenna Ortega in the main cast. Yeah, well, like, Yes. Yeah, we got we got dealt the hottest hand on the planet. We're going to play this card. How dare you? Right. But but look, here's the thing. What I also think is the weakness of this franchise, Jacob, of five and six. You're saying too many characters. I'm saying not defined characters. Tara gives this entire speech about like, I'm you're not letting me live my life. My life is I go to college. After that, I graduate. Then I get a job. Those are the specific quotes she says in that scene. She sure. does not say, I'm majoring in this. This is who I am. Yeah, this is what I no want in my life. Just job. Now, call it Chad, job. <laughs> Chad Meeks hyphen whatever their other name is. 
he was Mike in the last film wearing a Letterman jacket the entire time. Now, if you're stabbed 80 times, you cannot keep playing sports no matter what happens to you for the rest of your life. We could have gotten scenes in this one that are like, by the way, I'm here because I had that scholarship they had to give me. I'm benched the whole season because obviously I'm going to red shirt. I'm not going to play like, you know, Damn. this, this right. kind of like fucked up my life, too. No, we don't get any of that. Instead, yeah, he's like, like he's fine. Hey, by the way, I'm like supposed to like be the man crush now. Like, wouldn't he's it be like, great uh, if like we were together? Some little girls will yell out ship yeah. to us. So that's yeah, <laughs> we ship it. He's, you know, he's in a frat now. He's got a got like a nerdy roommate. Jack Champion, our guy Spider from Avatar, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's trying to hook up. And Tara's trying to hook up in the first scene. And then halfway through, they're like, wait, shouldn't we have been trying to hook up with each other? Like, truly, it feels like the people who had to write this went, fuck, this movie got greenlit. It's not how Colin thought it was, because Mike just explained that there was a huge gap between these films, even though they released one year apart. I thought for sure this was a case of the screenwriter being like, yeah, I have ideas for another one. You're just like shuffling (laughs) papers around going like, yeah, yeah, here's what we'll do. But no, they would have had some time on this. I don't don't get it. Yeah. And with the Jenna Ortega thing, like when Scream 5 came out or when it was shooting, she was not the level of stardom that she is now. Production started in 2020. She hadn't done X yet. She was literally coming off of you on Netflix. And people were like, oh, okay. You're like Uh, a a young ingenue. That's great. Now it's like, no, no, no. I open and close films. (laughs) Yeah. Wednesday changed the game, obviously. She's becoming sort of another, uh, like uh, a horror icon, like a scream queen because she's been in so many horror movies. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And so now they're like, oh, we hit the jackpot. She wasn't even the main character, really, of Scream 5. She did a lot with what they gave her, though. The opening yeah. scene and the hospital stuff well, with the wheelchair, man. Yeah. She crushed. Mike, they, they carry over all that stuff they gave her. Obviously, she hit her inhaler one time in the film to show us yeah. that she still needed it. <laughs> she does. Right. Yep, still need it. She's got asthma. Yeah. Yep. Um, so they're like, Relatable. yeah, we obviously got to make more traits. If we yeah. have her under contract for three films or whatever, but I don't they know what can't. The deal with this. They just don't know what to write. I guess you're right. The roommates are thin. Like, yeah, Chad could have had this awesome stuff where, yeah, he lost his scholarship. Mindy, she's very Mindy much says, I'm in a film girl. class. What That's is Mindy like doing Mindy. otherwise? Mindy is the new... Like you said, Randy Meeks, where she explains the movie rules. She's a film person. I guess that's all that Randy was, too, to be fair. He's pretty one-dimensional. But Randy Um, worked. He had a life. He wanted to have sex with Sydney. He was her, you know, Baxter best friend. Yes, but he, like, had his job. Yes, yes. But in this, she's like, I went to a film class. I (laughs) I liked my girlfriend. That's it. Then it's like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, I I Um, like them all enough. There could have been more done with their arcs. Yeah, sure. But I think... This is what I'm just saying. Like, the core four never have so many main characters survive movie to movie and scream. It's usually, you know, Sydney and Gail and Dewey, but, like, usually most of of Sydney's friends don't make it. Yeah, we've always had Uh, just, like, the main three. It's never been a four, yeah. four. So this is a core course. four. That's a whole different thing. The terrific but trio. One more than we normally it. have. Interesting. <laughs> but just, um, just most of the friend group surviving as opposed to yes. most screen movies where like most of the friend group just gets killed off. This one, it feels like, I mean, the friends that don't turn out to be murderers 
really how many people actually died. It was really just Mindy's most, girlfriend. Most of the killings, Jacob, are the guy at the bodega. And you're like, yeah. okay, that's a guy Randall. at the bodega. Or you're like the therapist. And it's like, well, I don't I didn't really like the therapist. Or the, you made him appear like a villain. The <laughs> husband boyfriend of Gail, who's kind of out of focus in the background, not yeah, featured very much. Dewey. It's like, I don't want that guy to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah but you know, no, no, no like featured characters really. If they are making another one and you got the core four, at least one of the core four has to die in the next. Oh, I would say, I think they're going to go through the the lot of them. I think we'll get down mm-hmm. to a core one maybe. But again, I, wow. I think they're kind Just of Jenna. running thin on what the premise could be. So let's ramp up to getting to the reveal of the killer. I think that's here. the issue of it. But well, so let we, me, well, let me ask this to Mike yeah. real quick. Mm-hmm. So let's say the rules. We've been talking about Mindy. Let's have Mindy explain what is Mike, what is this film a parody of? Okay, so yeah, now we're in a franchise, right? A it's, franchise. It's, right, which means all which the rules are out the window. Main characters yeah, it wasn't can a die. franchise in the first five, right? It's only mm. a franchise when you get to six movies, I guess. Mm, yeah, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I was expecting her to go into a cinematic universe tangent. We're in a cinematic universe <laughs> where characters from You're three movies right? ago. She starts like saying that to people. You're yeah, going to get like, a Paramount Blood show. Yeah, yeah. we're just going to get a whole thing, a Loomis show, right? But anyway. Maybe that'll be the next one, Mike. Maybe that's what seven will be. <laughs> we're, we're, we're ready, right? Yeah. But it's all the rules are out the window. They're saying like even the main character could be the killer. That kind of stuff, right? That's where right. they did that five two though. So it's not really four, that different. The main character four was the killer, wasn't Joe Roberts? The main, yeah, like the Sydney. Yeah, yes, did the Sydney yeah. was the killer, yeah. right? So oh yeah, that's totally true. But yeah, so they're talking about it's a franchise now. This is another reason why I like five more than six because I feel like five is really about something more specific than six. Six is a continuation of five, but it's not really saying much that five didn't already say and we can get into the twist of the killer and stuff but it's kind of doing two it's the two to five's one if that makes sense right yeah the yeah sequel yeah. spiritual yeah. successor to that yeah it's in in, in that energy They're in yeah. college yeah the killer you know what are... you're 100 percent right you're 100 yeah. percent right so let's get into it we have this finale here and then we can kind of go through right what that all so means. we find out there's this shrine to well, the screen yes the, what's yeah. the the franchise things the dropping of the mass those are easter eggs those are irl easter eggs i think mm-hmm. somebody says that line yes they do oh, say the that. the franchise again they see this museum of original ghost face items where they walk around and go Everything that's ever been part of the Westboro killings is here. Look, here's the drawing of Henry Winkler's principal character getting murdered in the first <laughs> mm-hmm. film. So right. you're like, you're like, all truly these like, with like what? the blood still on yeah, them. This stuff. is like, and then <laughs> they come truly, from the evidence locker like that, though they wouldn't. Yeah, clean. yes, yeah. and they would have have to, and they start pointing things like this out. And and to the point that listeners who don't watch this franchise, you have to understand that this movie has scenes where literally a character, I could turn to Jacob and be like. This is the knife that stabbed you in number two, remember? And you go like, oh, and like touch your wound. And it's like, right. oh, like it's crazy. There's something so that is, yeah, crazy about I, that. I, these are elements I like where it is like this is the franchise stuff where you go, this is the obsession. But what it can't have is the two ways of it all of it's somebody who doesn't care about the movies is doing all this it's revealed to continue the legacy of somebody who cared about it so much that they're trying to add so much background to the prior movie to this one 
Can I commentary? Can I have counterpoint? Yeah. So, yeah, all right, please. we have a franchise, right? There was this this movie was made as a labor of love, let's say, by Richie. If in this example, he had this passion for this thing, right? And then now the reins are handed off to somebody who didn't care about it. It's multiple oh. people. It's a corporate conglomerate trying to continue a thing that at first was a one person's dream fucking project. But they're doing it. There's commentary there. They. Well, want to continue what Richie was doing because they have a relationship. But the dad, let's meant say the reveal. To them. Who, who I love, done it? Yeah. Who I love done you. it? So we find out. So Quinn, the roommate died, right? Got a throat cut. As far as we know, the cop yep. dad is like, I'm going to catch whoever did this. Whoever killed my daughter. He my starts, daughter. you know, guarding them or whatever. He kind of is putting suspicion on Kirby as like, Oh, I, the FBI called. They let her go like months ago. Cause she was acting mm-hmm. erratically. So they don't know if they can trust her now. They it pause real quick. Yeah. I truly, I turned to Jacob when we left after this. I said, there's not even a chance it could have been Kirby. Why would you even right. waste the audience's time trying it, with that? It wouldn't make sense That's with the characters, characters don't know. Though. Yeah. Adam. Unless, unless they wanted to do the thing like she was driven insane by the traumatic events Which that happened. Which I would have hated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it would have yeah. been stupid. Continue. Kirby's uh, a good guy. Yeah. So They're Kirby is like, all right, we're all going to go to the shrine. And I'm going to, we're going to kill the killers there. We're going to bait them, kind of lead them to the shrine and kill them there. Kill box. Yeah. Yeah. It's revealed, of course, that also there's a lot of suspicion on Chad's roommate, Jack Champion, like we said, nerdy guy who's trying to He seems to be absolved in the train scene, which is very good. Is that the pause you were doing? (laughs) Yes. Yes. No. (laughs) Very important pause. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen who are listening to this podcast, we're talking about Jack Champion and of course, Jack Champion is a very special actor to us because Jack Champion is Spider from mm-hmm. Avatar: Way of the Water. Yes, Unboss. He's yes. a champion. Uh, <laughs> he, go, imagine champ. if he said buttholes in this film. <laughs> you buttholes. Yeah, Shut I up, do. Butthole. Shut he, up, he, Ghostface, he, you butthole. His character would have, but there was an attack on the train on Mindy that Mindy survives. Yes. And she's in the hospital and and he's with there. So we're like, okay, there's some suspicion on him, but he didn't do that one. So what the course, be Ethan? You know, you're, you're thinking, oh, there's probably multiple ghost faces. There's pretty much always multiple ghost faces. Right? Except I think for Scream 3. Movie, Scream yep. 3, right. Um, so you're thinking, like, who could it be? I Look, I'm just going to say I suspected the cop early on, which I don't even know why. I just felt like, uh, I feel like this cop's going to be behind it or something. Mm-hmm. So the I reveal, suspected of course, Jack Champion. Okay, yeah. And I feel like that was a red Mike? Like a double Neighbor red guy, Jack like, Champion sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Top a little bit. I was bouncing around. Was a red but then, herring. Jack Champion yeah. felt like a double thing where you're supposed to think he's a red herring, but then it We're literally, they tell you. Like the, yeah. the yeah. movie says, it's you. We all think it's you. And he goes, well, then it's so obvious it can't be me. And you're like, right. okay. Yeah, so and before we you know, pull the mask off. Yeah. I just right, want to well, say, yeah. I, I think I was suspicious of all those characters, right? Like yeah. the neighbor, I was suspicious of the cop, I was suspicious sure. of Jack Champion. And they did a good job of setting up scenarios where it's like, no, it couldn't have been because they have an alibi. They're with our core group. Yeah. So they kept putting enough twists and turns they that I had keep to keep like, thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was a strange I didn't think it would be hot neighbor guy because I thought that's too similar to the boyfriend five, where they're like, to Richie. you know, always look at the love mm-hmm. interest. And of course it was Richie. You can't do the boyfriend of Sam Carpenter again. No. No, no. Uh, so we find so, out. So they all go to the shrine. Cop meets them over there. We finally find out. First of all, they think it's it's Kirby for a little bit. Then we find out no, it's the cop. And not only is it the cop, his daughter is Quinn, who's not actually dead, but is helping. And his son 
is Jack Champion. So they're all one big happy family. Oh, and then the other twist, of course, they're is that doing their it other, for his other son <laughs> was Richie, Jack Quaid in Scream Five. So it's his two siblings and his dad that are carrying on his legacy from five, trying to c- complete what he started and get so, revenge. Yeah. So they found out his old college roommates or current college roommates were, or maybe also just people that he found online, but Tony Revolori and Tony Revolori's roommate were inspired to carry out his plan. And they said, this online no, 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 of- no, no, no. Yeah. We will do it instead. So we yeah, it is. That. There's some Texas Chainsaw there, Mike. There's some. There's a lot of the later Halloween sequels where like Michael's just related to everybody. <laughs> yeah, like, the timeline is like I saying, the Scream Two. Yeah. Obviously, Scream Two yeah. killer was Mama Loomis, Nancy Billy Loomis, Loomis's yep. mom, Nancy Loomis. Uh, so it's kind of a spin on that. Handsome right, cowboy right. actor, handsome, very handsome cowboy actor. Uh, so yeah, so and I don't remember who who actually did the shrine. Was it Tony Revolori and his roommate, or was it them? And they just Richie said purchased all the items from cops online, oh, okay. but it's also implied that I guess Detective Bailey, which again, the directors have now said all these names are fake. Quinn's a fake name. Detective Bailey's a fake name. But, and then people are like, but right. how could he get transferred and be a real cop? And they're like, well, yeah. he's doing it. It's just like, it gets a little like complicated. You, you can see them sort of like lock their gears up too. Yeah. So none you of it's just good. just become a cop. Like I'm pretty yeah. sure they do background checks and that kind of well, look into your identity. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, if, uh, if, if, uh, Kirby was half the FBI agent. She should have been. You easily look up who is this? Oh my God! Real last name. He's related to Richie. This is crazy. Right? You know, I'll, it is kind I'll of just say this: that he's getting put on his daughter's case and everything. Right? Well, nothing. Yeah. There's no universe off. where this whole movie could have occurred because when Richie, a serial killer, is unmasked in a very high-profile killing. There is not an internet search that does not happen where a thousand pictures of the parents, Their the family, family anyone right. related would not That's be true. online, readily yeah. accessible posted every other day i mean it's that's just how the world works you're you're fooling yourself in a world where smartphones yeah. are a plot function yeah yeah, yeah exactly exactly yeah. that's, yeah, that's fun i can write all some... that away i don't care you suspend yeah. it yeah but you're lot there's lot there's some plot these. holes within their plan which yes. some of the other screen movies don't have as many like scream 4 i think works very well and there's really no inconsistencies of the plan uh you know that joe roberts has right. so but this this plan uh, the what uh, this character is inevitably doing which is again he says flat out i don't like these movies i'm going to these incredible lengths to pin it to them, make it i don't I I, my son hey i want to <laughs> i love that's my crazy dad serial killer yeah. son he's a good father in my book regardless <laughs> how they turn out that's up to them mm-hmm. it, he's doing this as a repeat of five, it's the exact same plan of I'm going to do these things. I'm going to pin it on you. Everybody will think you just went crazy, which already didn't work. And Kirby, it's right? just Sam. no, they're going to pin Robert Sam wanted again. to do it too. Right. Sydney snapped. I'm going to. Yeah. Yes. It's, they've been doing it. Yeah, I know. It just bugs me that that is the only way we can get to. And when I think about a seventh one, I wonder how it can occur to grow beyond that, because I don't think that that can be the card you play again, but I don't think they have much else to play with. Unfortunately. That is, yeah, that is the question of like, so both these movies really involve the Richie family. I don't know his last name, but Cunningham, I, Cunningham but he Cunningham. supposedly <laughs> does not have one. So I, I don't, we haven't established so that yet. Family. Yeah. 
is dead, where can you go with seven and keep these characters as the main characters, yeah. but someone else is doing Ghostface stuff now? Yeah. I don't know. What, we have all these through. untapped, like in this one, they hit again the weird stuff with the Carpenter's mothers, where it was like, Sam's still cut off because I told you all that stuff about how Billy's my dad and Tara cut her off because, you know, cutting Sam off means she's out of her life. And right. we got the stuff in five where she was distant and weird and had a kid with a serial killer where it almost seems like they're trying to set up some sort of hidden past third scream movie reveal to continue the trend of let's just do the scream sequels again. Uh, and I would not enjoy that. So well, I, I got to do and weary, right? Yeah. Well, so here's, here's the thought again, not great. If we're just doing scream one, two and three again, this is yeah. Scream 2, where a parent of somebody who got killed is right. upset. At right? college. A previous villain, boom, okay, at college, nice. Three, they go Hollywood, but it's a single person who's upset, Sydney's half-brother. Um, what if the father who left Sam's mother when he found out that Sam wasn't his kid, because Sam's oh, mom Tara's father. got pregnant and said... I told Tara's dad that it was his, but it wasn't, right? That's what, yeah, they that's, did. That's what so they said. He's upset. His whole life yeah. went to shit. You so he's see, mad at Sam. Yeah. You took my daughter from me. I could 100 And it's a single, like, a single yeah. killer again. But he wouldn't I'm, want to kill Tara. His actual No, he Mr. wouldn't. But yeah, no, that's, and she would be protected would this cop, in some you think. Scene. So imagine that, Jacob, when you're watching Ghostface not kill somebody and you're like, oh. Maybe they right. finally give you the, the well, he'll be unmasked from the beginning and we'll see how we figure that out. A how catch him, like like you were saying with uh, Poker yeah. Face. We need a how catch him scream to do it different. <laughs> I don't but know. I Josh do Segura say, said, let's do a musical. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Jesus. Um, I, I do want to say, when, when it was revealed that we have one ghost face attacking Tara and Chad, and then they're running around and then a second ghost face shows up. Obviously, we know there's two and they stab the shit out of Chad. And then yeah. we get a third, like now the reveal three. that there's been a third. That wow. was like, it blew my mind. I was legitimately impressed. Yeah. Like, damn, I would have never imagined three. It's so obvious to just, you have more alibis. Yeah. I was like, damn, that makes sense. So I, I liked thought, it. Yeah. Maybe not the, the plot reasons, they were doing, but mechanically it's yeah. cool. And maybe this is just something that I... Mm-hmm. picked up on that it wasn't really supposed to be but i thought that like wasn't it like ghostface this time was like is like supposed to be more like athletic and aggressive and stuff um maybe mm-hmm. that was the dad because he's like a cop and like strong and stuff and an adult man so he's a lot stronger than usually yeah. like teenagers or whatever the most violent killings the directors have gone through and claimed so the therapist being punched through the door and the bodega shotgun killing were, were detective bailey yeah, okay, the, and all sense. the other ones were the kids. This is oh, a fun okay. game that people like to play with the Scream franchises. Who killed who, right? right? And, you know, the prevailing theory with the first two film nerds who get murdered, right, is that that's the detective because he's using where I'm going to punish. Like, that's a very cop thing, right? Um, right? And he, you know, would have access to the building. You know, that's a cop thing, maybe. And using oh, firearms in the bodega, right? But Quinn says that she killed or attacked Gail which means Quinn yeah, was somehow able to throw one. that big ass man through a bush. Yeah, again, the super strength. <laughs> the super yeah, strength. But Quinn claims that. Mask, you immediately become yeah. super yeah. strong. Yeah. And Quinn was on the train doing that. It's Mario uh, Star. Andy. It's like when uh, Mikey Madison, Amber in five, is the one that kills Dewey. 
And it's like, she's doing they, like crazy. And she yeah. literally <laughs> lifts him up. But in that one, that's mm-hmm. really interesting where kind of the directors say they claim that the ghost face pretty much the whole time is Amber. It's barely yeah. ever Richie. It's only one scene where he walks behind Mindy and stabs her as she's trying to watch the movie. What a whole power right. dynamic commentary that is. It's just him controlling her. It's so interesting. And they even say that in this. He was, he was like a weak man baby who made his girlfriend do everything. I was like, damn, okay, go after oh, it. Oh, yeah. But is I there anybody it. we don't know for sure got killed? I think, I because it, <laughs> homie, it could have been the ladder. The ladder, I think, is the cop, too, because Quinn was pretending yeah, to be dead. Sure. and Homie had an alibi that could have been Jack Champion, to check right? out. Oh, it could have yeah. been Jack oh, Champion, I guess too, though. maybe those are the only ones he did. Yeah. 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 So here's, and we're getting to the end here, but I love the three killer reveal as well, Mike. It's sandwiched in between some very heavy handed writing where, again, I just feel like the deadline for this script was fucking yesterday, baby. <laughs> it's like, I'm the then. previous movies and they have like all the masks like I'm wearing this person's well that jesus christ yes absolutely <laughs> that's all commentary but though that's all purpose favorite yeah that's Remember fine Barry. it's all part of the franchise yeah, yeah, yeah the the interpersonal stuff where literally we started this film with tara saying i feel like you just won't let go of me sam you have to let me live my own life to her hanging over a balcony saying <laughs> you can let go of me now it's okay like yeah. that is to say that's heavy-handed it is smothering you it is so heavy and then to the end it's of the smothering film you like sam is smothering tara <laughs> exactly. i knew you could handle yourself you weren't but touched by that i, I mike <laughs> to end it with a callback to this joke runner that they do two of i'm definitely going to therapy now <laughs> that is mm-hmm. madness to me because you have this entire end act where they keep going like we're better than you we don't have to kill I didn't have to kill Richie, blah, 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 blah. But then also it ends with Sam saying like, but I'm going to kill you because you would just come back anyways. It like shoots the bad guy in the fucking head. And you're like, yeah, I'm not positive what this wants to say about violence and survivor and they, guilt. And, and they keep teasing with her dad. Like she has that moment. Where yes. She's not to give in yes. or whatever. He's saying you should kill. Killing is good. And she says, I'm not like you. I'm not like you. This film right. ends with her dressed like Ghostface, killing people, Mike. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. is like him. <laughs> well, in the last scene is like she's holding billy loomis's mask and then she drops it in the road and like yes. walks away i have Doesn't a thought it anymore let's go I to have chinese a, food yeah i have a thought about this um yeah. and it, maybe it's a little prelude to final thoughts we, you know we have to run in there but i was thinking while watching these i watched four or five six i watched the end scenes of all the other movies just to see kind of the big monologue what did the villain want to do right it's always right. somebody related to a murder. I mean, Billy Loomis does what he does because Sydney's mom broke up his family. Yes, and then he right. murders her and frames her new husband for the murder. Like, so it's always about a family trauma. And, and so it is about the cycle of trauma and abuse. So, okay, Sydney killed Billy. Billy's mom's coming after Sydney. Okay. Now, you know, Sam kills Richie and Richie's family's coming after Sam. It, it's like it never ends. It never ends the cycle of abuse, right? So at least yeah. I think it's doing that correctly. You know, yeah. what point do we break the cycle? Was that at the end of this? I don't think so because it's the highest opening of a screen movie. But that's what this is all about. The trauma, like Sydney getting through her stuff. Now it's Sam. Like, yeah. And it's always a, somebody related coming back in. So right. I don't know. It's got something. It's messy, but it's trying to do something. You know? Yeah. But it's getting away from, you know, commentary on the horror genre itself Correct. because so much has been said already in the first five that it's like, I still I like the it's running out of things to say. Yeah. And like, obviously, so between four and five, there was 11 years. So a lot changed within the horror genre. And that's why I think it's so interesting that they kind of, 
they're talking about very specific eras, the 2000s and then the 2010s and 2020s. From 22 to 23, you know, five to six, it's been one year. So like nothing's really changed. So like you said, it's a direct continuation of five, but it's not. All right, guys, we're in a direct to to streaming vehicle. What that means is like the idea that like any commentary, what are they going to say, Jake? (laughs) And I think they do kind of like that is an interesting angle of like, you know, so many things that used to be be films are now being like being turned into like series right or like true crime that yeah yeah you just hit it jacob so literally uh, uh, courtney cox's gail weather says that thing about well this is what when's the book coming out i think you mean the true crime podcast right. or drama or netflix mm-hmm. special whatever she says if they wanted to earnestly and honestly comment on the current state of film to what it is right now we have left the prestige horror stuff the babadook and stuff behind of the five and stuff we've now moved on to true crime mini doc series and that's what the scream franchise should be they wouldn't because they had that mtv show yeah right but i feel like even that is like something that started in the mid 2010 so that's not really a recent thing you know serial and that kind of stuff yeah. has been around for a long time and we had the era of like, you know, making a murder on Netflix. That was huge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, You're right. you know, the one on HBO. So um, I don't know where, like, I'm very interested to see what they do with seven because it just seems like the whole, the Cunningham family has, we kind of, we're making that, that up. That's not Canon. We're saying that's Richie's no, last not. name. <laughs> no, not. Mindy, literally, here's how it's going to go. Mindy's going to be like, well, you know, Corey, a- he's related to Corey. He's going to come in. Hey, no. His yeah, long lost you. cousin, Corey Cunningham. Hey, Corey can I Cunningham. say real quick? Can I say real quick to rate the Reddits? That's what we do. There are two. There's a Scream subreddit and a Scream, I believe, TV, MTV is what it's called. Subreddit. Scream TV, MTV. Scream TV show. Season three is about GoFace and it stars Kiki Palmer from Nope, uh, who we love. So you should watch it. It's very bad. Connected in canon with the whole movie. Again. Does Does it take place in Woodsboro? It does take place in Woodsboro. Yes. So. Here's Agents the thing. Shield. Canon until it's not. Watch it. yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you need to. Um, oh, what was I going to say? What was I just Sorry, saying? Sorry, we, we just stole all that from your we have a, TV show. True crime. Was rambling what do they do about seven? TV. What do they do? Oh, here's, here's what Mindy will say. Literally, here's what Mindy will say. She'll say, we're in a conclusion. We're in a, we're in a film that wraps up We're in the third movie of a trilogy. Rise of Skywalker. Basically, every we're all going to go to our happy ending at the end, but not all of us because you'll get killed. And it's just going to be bullshit. It's going to be absolute bullshit, Jake. And who somehow would, Palpatine who would returned as the killer yes. because the ghost of Billy Lewis. I like what we said about Tara's dad. I, I think that's a very true, honest possibility. If we're dealing with trauma, I think it'll just be one guy. It's Tara's dad, and he's killing all her friends and Sam. Oh, take everything you had because you took everything from yes, me. Yes, you took oh. it. You took her away from me. I'm taking them all away. Yeah, because your father was a serial killer and your shit. Because the mm. mom hid her she, true Jacob, parent. Jacob, yeah. opening phone call. Hey, Tara, I'm just checking in. I can't believe Sam's still mad at me and won't let me in your life. Hold on, I'm getting another oh, phone kill call. The mom in the ding, opening. ding. Uh, who is this? Do you like fucking scary movies, you dumb bitch? Whoa, <laughs> she talks about crazy. like a psycho and old movies. Face? Oh, no. The mom. I don't think we ever even saw her in five we or haven't. six. They only over know. The, over the two yeah. films, we have not. That's what I'm saying. These characters have seemed so important to not be seen yet. Yeah. I guess that's where you have to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. 
that that makes sense. And then yeah, kill the mother in the opening act. She's talking about what year was Psycho released? You know, like the old yeah, people horror movies. That's the thing. Like it doesn't top five or six though. <laughs> Narratively, it makes sense, but I don't yeah, know yeah. how they. No, again, no, no, no. The, the issues, yeah. I think. And let's let's maybe move on to our final thoughts here as ahead, we're wrapping yeah. it up. Yeah. Talking uh, Scream Six. We're back talking Scream Six, talking the Scream franchise as we have been this whole time, but we're talking about the future of the Scream franchise in particular, what we're thinking about Seven, maybe our hopes and dreams there. I was mm-hmm. just saying, I think the biggest issue this franchise is going to have going forward is not honoring the narrative stuff that they've set up, but continuing commenting on the horror, as Jacob's saying, where they've just spread themselves so thin and just don't really have much to say anymore. Yeah, everything's kind of already been said. And when you've done the oh, the franchise has dipped in quality. That's what five was all about. It's like rejuvenating the franchise. So you've done that now. It's like, where do you even go? You you know, there's only so many angles you can kind of do a screen movie from, and it feels like they've covered them for the most part. So for a franchise that literally has to look at those angles, Jacob, to go like, shit, you know, do we reference this? Do we reference that? What, what do we say about this? What's the parody to this? What's the comment on that? There we set up top in our first segment. There isn't a legacy seventh film horror franchise to go, and of course we'll do exactly what that film sort of did right. to land the you plane. It's like Jason takes no, Manhattan. yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you can't, you can't do Jason X. <laughs> if, if anything, the carpenter space. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, if anything, I thought because of the New York angle, this would just be. The the when franchises jump the shark and say fuck it and like so with the shrine and everything being kind of over the top and like uh, you know little confusing it's like if that's intentional they've made something confusing well but if it's not intentional they've they've failed in their artistic expression right but it, yeah. it, it wants that energy of over the top and I have to say for seven I've seen this fake poster going around in space no one can hear you <laughs> scream. Oh my! Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so maybe, I would love maybe. it. Yeah, I think that's the main problem is that they want to make. Sam, you're an astronaut. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, you went to astronaut college in New York City. That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> uh, Remember what I said? I was going to graduate and live my life earlier. What I meant was as an astronaut. <laughs> Sam, you said you needed oh. some space. I didn't think you meant go to space. Yeah, <laughs> I said ghost face, not go to space. <laughs> this thing writes itself. Come on. It really does. Cash the um, check. Sign us up, Hollywood. But I think it's Tara's dad. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. This is the He's problem. He's the head of the space it? program at NASA. Yes. And Ghostface yeah. has one of those big bubble astronaut helmets <laughs> oh, on at one point. He's like stabbing at a suit and like a depressurizer. <laughs> he decompressurizes them on the yeah, space walk. Yeah. So we're basically writing you the need film. need a decompress. Sunshine, we should say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. We're getting off the rails. Last movie but I mean, space. that is yeah. kind of the problem is that yeah. they want to make another movie with this cast yeah. so they can make it a trilogy, but it really feels like it was a two movie story without mm-hmm. a con- without a third movie. But really, this movie felt like a conclusion to that story. So it would have to be, you know, something like Tara's dad or something could work. And, and Jacob. It, I think they truly have to go in the footsteps of 
three was about making a movie. I think the third one needs to be we sold our life story to Netflix. It's yeah, a true crime doc. Like, and it's on like the set of a Netflix shoot, Gail Weathers is consulting producer. Just do yeah, if you continue remaking the Scream franchise, that's where you have to go with with three slash seven, right? That makes a lot of sense. Well, I, you know the stab like movies, they're rebooting as it a TV show, and you're like, they're rebooting it like, well, they're gonna call it Stab Colon the Carpenter series now, because it's actually about these yes. new characters. Do you know that there were more killings? And it's like what? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they're not doing yeah. the Sydney Prescott story. Yeah. Past that now they're Carpenters. And maybe the director of this Netflix series is like Tara's dad or something, but because the Carpenters, they're not. Now we're just and now the, the director from three. Yeah, he was the <laughs> yeah, director. Now we're just just meets him and, <laughs> well. uh, you know, doesn't know that it's Tara's dad or whatever. Yeah. Just, a, you know, just something they can yeah. do maybe. But could be interesting. But yeah, having that be the, the framing device. Bring Cotton Weary back. Yeah, it's basically. <laughs> he dies in three. That's right. No, he the doesn't, opening doesn't kill. He? Oh, yeah. He's the opening three. kill. Cotton Weary's illegitimate right. son, Cotton bring, Weary Jr. <laughs> oh. Look, I think we can all agree. Bring okay. the voice changer from three back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Always, yes. always. Um, okay. So we have some ideas. I love the idea that, yeah, we, everything's moving to streaming. That's what you do for seven. I think that's the most logical thing. Yeah. Involve the father. One, you know, if you want to redo three, one for one, do it. But I like that idea. The Carpenter's story, you know, Tara and, you know, they both killed two people, multiple people now, you know, in the the name of survival great stuff um but i have a question if mm. i were to ask you guys to rank the six of these mm. what would your order mm. be jacob first i've thought a lot about okay. this so i i'm pulling up my letterbox prepared. while you say that so you go yeah right yeah <laughs> i know exactly how i'm going to rank them already all, all right. right so i would say if we're going by numbers right i would say one mm -hmm. four mm. two five six three Wow. One, four, two, one, five, four, six, three. Two, five, six, <sighs> yeah. All right, Colin. That's good. I, Jacob, I really respect that list. I'll be honest with you. It's almost I'm, falling into the Star Trek like every other one or something. But. <laughs> That's very true. Well, and I should say my favorite's the one with the whales. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Brendan Fraser. I'm very close to you. I'm going to give a huge explanation on why is so one so high. So, okay. or one of them so high. Okay. Yeah. So, Number one, Scream. Number two, Scream 4. Number three, Scream 2. Number four, Scream 3. Number five, Scream. Number six, Scream 6. So wow. all the way to the bottom, unfortunately. So and similar. Scream you just, 5, I, I should have say. Three behind I've got the three higher. So yeah. here's why. I think all the stuff that's come out now where everybody accepts that three is the most bloodless because it's got the biggest Columbine fallout that they were really mm. like violence was not allowed in movies at the time. Mm. And the one killer thing that we talked about and this new lens that everybody puts that film as being a Harvey Weinstein allegory mm -hmm. bumps that thing way up oh. and the Parker Posey performance Woo! We it are was, getting high up there, baby. I gotta say, I was watching four earlier today, and it was very shocking when the credits came up, and I saw produced by Harvey Weinstein and Bob Ooh. Weinstein. I was like, "Oh, that guy! Remember Ooh, him?" Uh oh, here we are. <laughs> yeah, to make that right in. Yeah, no. All right, that's interesting. They're doing a Harvey Weinstein allegory in a movie that was produced by the Weinstein's. The He's not reading the film the is about a producer of schlocky movies who locks women in his basement and rapes them. Think about that. That's, <laughs> so, that's why the director was born. He was a 
on you know right, the child right. of that with Sydney's unfortunately mother. crazy. So he wants revenge I don't on hate that three. Like I, I think all the Scream movies I've enjoyed parts of them. So I think they're all at least decent horror movies. I think three is the worst, but it's also like the one that Kevin Williamson didn't write, right? So it's like yeah. you know, Wes Craven it's came back, but so yeah. watchable still. Mike, let's hear that list. All right, man. I'm the guy who liked Halloween ends, so here we go. Um <laughs> Buddy. Oh man. Green one, six, four, wow. five, two, three. I but one, hearing six, that four is in all of our top threes, that's yeah. awesome to me. I that's the win of this episode. But they're separated so. by Razor's Edge, like three, yeah. four, five. They're so like six so is close. your second yeah. favorite. That's I awesome. think it is. I think it's very again. It has issues, but like you know, suspend disbelief. I enjoy the theming of Tara and Sam. Obviously, it's a simple. I arc. really like those characters. We're not here, and now we're here. We're walking together into the sunset. Like I like that arc. I like the third killer. I like um, just kind of how different it is. I like the ladder scenes, some of the sequences, the train scenes. Like the the sequences of horror are really good and really effective. So I. I I think the craft is like never been better besides the first movie when it comes to six craft wise. Is it the only one that takes place on Halloween? I think that's really cool. Yeah. As the throwback to the original influence of being a Halloween right. movie about a mask and a knife. So I, I, don't, like, I like six uh, a lot. I'm unapologetic. Yeah. Well, literally the character four. says to Randy in the first one, this sounds like the plot of Halloween. And he says, yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I still think four is my second favorite. It's yeah. got, I think, the best like killer twist of the Sydney Prescott. And when she's just being going crazy in that living room. Yeah. And her motive is the most interesting to me where she's trying to make her. She wants to remake the events, but have her be the victim and essentially framing it on her boyfriend that she kills. Um, you said it off pod, Jacob. Say this yeah. real quick on podcast. You said you think Jill Prescott is the best ghost face. Yeah, well, just just the she has the hmm. most interesting like motive, not like physicality or whatever. I mean, they're all kind of the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they all get super powered. That the Halloween yeah. mask is. Yeah. But I think she has the most. She's the most interesting character that is revealed to be Ghostface because she. I just find her motivation really interesting, uh, in her being Sydney's cousin and everything. Like, yeah, I think that one and that one really holds up as a commentary on remakes while also being a remake of Scream One, and it's doing like I said similar to scream five like i feel like those two are kind of companion pieces in talking about sequels and remakes and reboots and and lega sequels and all that kind of stuff um so yeah i think that one really holds up i love it it's interesting because it's kind of on an island you have scream one two and three are a cohesive thing and then it feels like four yeah you know five six and seven will be a thing it's just this little four is just in the middle Side story, but yeah, it has a really strong motivation with Jill Roberts. And again, I love her just going crazy and making the whole speech. I don't need, you know, family, whatever. I need fans and yeah. throwing herself through a table and just looking around the room. I guess that painting and she'll just jump into it. Like, that's She's so even got crazy. her own Stu Mocker and Charlie where he, mm-hmm. she, th- you know, he thinks that he, they're going to be the two survivors. And she's like, actually, you're the Stu Mocker of this story. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, good. So, yeah, four is great. And then. The rest are pretty pretty tight, but um, do you guys have hey. a favorite? I want this is my last question for you guys. Do you have a favorite ghost face kill in this franchise? Mm. Mike, not Drew I was gonna I say my favorite kill. It's not a ghost face kill. I was gonna throw it to you, a bone to your six real quick and say mm. the ending kill 
of Jack Champion with Kirby pushing the TV on his head, smiling and turning to the camera and saying, I saw that in a movie. I saw that in a horror movie once. Yeah. She repeats the Stu Mocker kill from the first film. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. That I mean, is very cool. Yeah, in the franchise, anyone. <laughs> I don't know if it's very satisfying. My, my 100% favorite, but one that comes to mind is just the opening of two with that movie theater. And then uh, Iconic. I think it's Jada Pinkett Smith, is it? That yeah. goes in the bathroom and, and gets Omar killed. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's super iconic to me, like that whole opening scene. And I love there's all the people wearing ghost face masks. And it's like the perfect disguise because they're watching a stab movie. And like after after the original, just seeing that it was just like, man, this franchise is. Nice. Good. <laughs> I think yeah. I'll go with currently recency bias, probably. But the latter, the latter scene over the alley. I think there's a sadistic nature to it. It reminds me of the dumb waiter from H2O, which is my favorite like uh, Jason sure. or you know Michael Myers kill. So anyway, I, I think this latter, but the Jenna Ortega opening scene is probably the best one since Drew Barrymore. You know she doesn't die, but there's there's a lot of good craft. And again, none of these are bad. So no, that's I'm giving my final thoughts here to say real quick. I have all these movies on Blu-ray. I'm never gonna stop watching them. So what? I didn't like five and six. I have five on Blu-ray. I watch five all the time, and I mm-hmm. watch the. Jenna Ortega scene, and then I fast forward to some end scenes of Jenna Ortega, and I go, this movie's great. <laughs> no, just kidding. Yep. I watch all of it because guess what? I fucking love Jack Quaid. I think he's like really good in that movie. Tell me about and it. I yeah. think Mike loves the, Jack Quaid. Um, Mickey mm-hmm. Mason, I think Jack her Quaid name is. The, Mikey Madison. Mikey Madison. Thank you, Jacob, who plays um, Amber. Uh, Amber is like, she's like incredible in that movie. Like, no matter what. These films are always so incredibly cast. They always look good, feel good. I always just love them. Um, yeah. And we didn't talk about Nick Cave at all. Like, just hearing the songs and stuff, man. Like, I, this is a franchise that has imagery, iconography, a, a coic stuff that is just, like, it, the music jumps out to you. It's incredible. So Most yeah. consistent franchise. Extreme. And it's a, yeah. I think you're absolutely right about that, because it's a franchise, obviously, that started as a sort of meta-commentary on the horror genre. But now, you know, there's six installments and you're right. Like the baseline quality is, is so much better than any other horror franchise that has at least six installments that I can think mm-hmm. of. Like mm-hmm. there's never been a bad Scream movie, right? At no. best, there's like a oh, just okay Scream movie. So I totally yeah. agree with that. Like as a franchise as a whole, like it's really, really strong and consistent from movie to movie. And we're even seeing that some okay Scream movies, like you pointed out, the whole the whole Weinstein allegory of making Scream 3, like as stuff comes to light and you look back, you're like, maybe I think this is mid as Scream, but it's it's still trying to do something. Um, it's commenting on something or four being ahead of its time. Like there's there's something of value in all of them, you know, yeah. so, so they're all like very solid, very solid. And that can't be said for other franchises, you know, unless you're doing your thing, because. I like we we covered six middle earth films on this podcast how would those stack up against the scream films i would prefer to watch the scream films in my if i had to watch all six six, yeah agreed (laughs) i would watch all six and the tv series over all six of the tv series that's a deadly cocktail guys i don't know (laughs) oh no the rings watch beast wars instead Well, that's a long. That's a <laughs> Where lot does it of stack up with Transformers? It's better than Transformers, right? That's how, how many Transformers films did we watch? Did we watch six? I think five. Um, There's been five. I'm pulling it up. 
Five. Because well, there's only two Wahlbergs, three LeBucks. Bumblebee would be six. Six with Bumblebee. We're about to get a seventh, seven. and we did the animated film. So that will be eight Transformer films we've talked in total. Obviously, we've yeah. done Star Trek and stuff. But, Jacob, you made the joke. I mean, there are bad Star Trek. Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah, the worst Scream movie is would still be like a good movie in like the Halloween franchise or something out of all of the movies, you know? Yeah. Like it would be a top five. But if they if we got the stab movie that had time travel, <laughs> that one would be better than some yeah. of the Halloween movies. The one directed by Ryan yeah. Johnson. <laughs> yeah. I honestly that's uh, yeah. Give me a how catch him, Ryan Johnson. We know who the killer is. That was and such again, a good think, idea. Yeah, yeah. And part of the consistency too is just that for the first four, it was Wes Craven at the helm, and now it's it's these two guys uh, that I don't. I'm not going to say their names because I can't remember them. But like you said, Radio Silence is their team name or whatever. But uh, pretty solid up and coming horror directors, ready or not, good movie. So yeah, it's it's got at least um, people who know what they're doing at the helm, and uh, you know, I'll definitely see seven. Can't wait. Yeah, honestly, you know, we have nitpicks here and there. I think I'm highest on it out of all of us. But at the end of the day, it's a Scream movie. It's highest Scream opening box office ever. So it's successful. And that's crazy to me. But I guess yeah. it makes sense with the way, you know, theater trends have kind of gone because movies now, the average blockbuster makes more now than it did in the 90s, right? But well, even if you look at yeah. adjusted for inflation, but I think, again, Scream 4 in 2011, criminally under overlooked i think when it hit theaters oh uh, jacob yeah i I have been seeing time i have been seeing scream movies since four that was the first one i saw in theaters i've seen five six and i'll hopefully see seven god willing in theaters as well i remember leaving scream four and being like what a nice thing that they let that old man make another and what a shame i'll never see another scream movie in my life that was his last movie Mm -hmm. r.i.p u.s Craven. yeah um but i think for wes that was ahead of its for time Wes, yeah. for Wes. And uh, I wish, you know, maybe that could have got a sequel if it did better. But I'm happy that these they're, they're now doing well. Imagine. Yeah. Yeah, you know what's screwed. Um, Just give us a spinoff Kirby streaming series where she's Kirby, solving FBI. murders, getting Kirby into the FBI. She's around. basically Silence of the Lambsing. Like, she's in she's the Academy. Yes. Like, that would be amazing. She's doing stuff. But when you go oh. back, it's just Ghostface. It's never revealed, like, who she's talking to the whole time. It's just, like, Ghostface is giving her the clues and stuff. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is great. She to, yeah, she has to visit Ghostface in prison. Yeah. Like, like he's, like, fucking uh, yeah. Hannibal Lecter or something. Do you like yeah, scary yeah. movies, Kirby? <laughs> Like I mean, oh, they let him hey, Jill. Hayden Panettiere can't be that busy, right? Yeah, yeah. So, well, she just okay. got out of a stinted rehab. That's where she's been this oh. whole time. By the way, she's doing a lot better now. We're very proud of her. Her brother did just die. God bless you, Hayden Panettiere. Right. Oh. Shout out! Sorry we love seeing you back in the the Scream yeah. franchise. Yeah. yeah, best wishes and everybody in this. They got a strong cast, like you said. Core four. We didn't say quickly. Core four. They core Chad four. got the shit stabbed out of him. I don't know how he survived he twice now. And, in this. Yeah. and again, just a little writing thing that bugs me a, a lot. Bit. Mindy runs up saying, uh, it was it was Ethan and it's Detective Bailey. And they go, and, and Quinn. Quinn was still alive. And she goes, ah, oh, I missed the final reveal again. Now, yeah. the last time we were ever with her, she cleared Jack Champion. He's mm-hmm. the that's one who what, takes her to the hospital. That's what she's saying is that she she messed up again, right? She 
she's yeah. i don't think she's she admitting that person. i think she literally runs up and says i know who it is this time and she just blurts both names out if she does right. say i made a mistake it's ethan then i would give her credit but the uh, last time we see her she's like it's not you by the way and he's like yeah i know and then it like cuts her back and she's like it is him by the way yeah she's just really bad at guessing yes. who it is even and now the they've set up this thing where obviously for the next one she's gonna be in one of the final reveal moments but Mm. then she'll get killed i guess i don't i don't want mindy to die but i can't but like jacob i have this weird thing where i'm so so par- parasocial or whatever where i'm like but they have to die <laughs> mm-hmm. someone one of the core four someone at least does gotta yeah. die chatter mindy probably because play, I don't play, think play your place your bets enough. place your bets now <laughs> Chad's the Dewey. He's invincible. I mean, but I think Chad killing Chad in the next one would be surprised because he got stabbed in the first two and didn't die. I think Jenna. I think Tara died. Wow. I mean, that would be her career trajectory is going to push her out of this bracket. Well, I'm guessing that, that I could this next see. one would be the <laughs> yeah. last one with her in it anyway. So they might just be like, yeah, we'll kill you since yeah. you're obviously going to not come back and you're doing bigger and better things now. So, yeah. Yep. That's um, where I'd put my Vegas. Makes a lot right of now. sense. Because yeah. I would be shocked if she was on a three picture contract. After that first one, it would be like, yeah, and we're not going to need this character anymore. And then it's like, oh, no. <laughs> please. Please. Yeah. No, please come back. Out. <laughs> and maybe in the next one, Nev Campbell, like they offer her more money this time. And she's like, I'll come back. Did you miss uh, Sydney Prescott, Mike? What would her role have been in this if she was in it? She would have been Kirby. The same as five, basically. Joe, yeah, she I would guess. have served she would have that come function. In like Kirby. She would have been the veteran yeah. like helping. She wouldn't Kirby be in the FBI. In. We, to connect yeah. four to the Mike, we, we never cut back to Courtney Cox. We never see her in the hospital post-stabbing or anything. Literally, she gets an intro scene. She gets hit. She gets mm-hmm. a scene where she's like, oh, there's weird um, thing. You know, I found the Museum of Kills. And then they're like, well, you should go home. And she's like, OK, I will. I'll never see you guys again. Goodbye. Right. Well, it was getting more contrived to keep bringing Sydney, like even in five yeah. to bring like it didn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't. Whereas Gail, she's it takes still doing half the movie, too, as well. But yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. And Gail is still a reporter in Woodsboro. So it's a lot easier to write her in. In three, Sydney's barely in the movie because it takes them so long to get her to the movie set, if you recall. Like it takes. Right. It's, yeah, it's. Yeah. The other I funny thing about this is that they move locations, but also Gail Weathers now just lives in New York City. Yeah. Which is pretty she, convenient. In five, we know she was on a morning show. It's probably filmed in New York City. Mm, I guess. Yeah. That makes sense, I guess. <laughs> anyway, you let us they know. They all fans, went to this Blackmore College together. It makes yeah. no sense. They're like, you got in too? I'm studying yeah. film. <laughs> of course, you always go to college with your high school best friends. That always happens to everybody. Well, my right? sister will move here too, and she'll live with us. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. It'd be but, great. Yeah. Pretty good movie, I think. And great franchise. Excited to see the next one. Love it. it. Love Scream. Yeah, we're, we're, we're still talking about it. So we're going to go ahead and probably look at it. Cut it there. But uh, I appreciate everybody coming along in this journey for us, listeners. You know, let us know your favorite Scream movie. What did you think about Six? Was your theater experience good or bad? And, oh, my uh, God. Geez. So, Mike, they yelled out, Detective Bailey did it? The, the, the cop's the killer. That's what they yelled. In, the, cops, the cop's the killer. Richie's dad. And also he didn't killer. say Richie's dad, so maybe he was just it, guessing. It's a very complicated right. history. Maybe he He's making a film. I suspected the cop. From he didn't the have time, but he did try to ruin it, yeah. whether it was a guess or not. But it was a yeah. rude thing to do. So Also in five, I did suspect Richie pretty early 100% the whole so time. I have I'm guessed the killer twice the in a row now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always getting it wrong. Not to take away from the movie, but the red herrings get me. But I do like <laughs> knowing in hindsight that the films still work. 
you know, there's another yeah. layer knowing that they're pulling it off. But anyway, I guess that'll do it for us. What's your favorite Scream movie? <laughs> Six. Six. <laughs> All right, well, we've been your host. All right, normies. You can do it. This is... We ha- <laughs> we, the end of we the podcast. Have, we have been your host. This is the end of the podcast. Uh, this is your host, uh, Colin Face. <laughs> uh, Mikey, Mikey Loomis. I'm from the first movie. And this is uh, Ghost Jake Killer. <clears throat> Yo, Ghostface, get hit with a blast of a hype verse. I've done worse. Leaving a hearse, dude. All right. There you go. He needs, he needs to be uh, in, in one of these movies. Put him in seven, okay? Buster Rhymes was in a Halloween. Hey, hey, that's right. Make a legacy sequel to Scary Movie called Scary Movie 2023 with Anna Ferris's daughter in it. And that's a whole fucking thing, okay? <laughs> and the reveal is it's Ghostface Killer the whole time. But yes. when they're in the costume, it's a completely different build. It's yes. like a wow. different shaped human. Incredible. It's like a young child. <laughs> <All right>. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's been us, guys. Take care. Have a good one. Don't get stabbed. Don't pick up the phone. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. My name is Gandalf the Grey. And I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools.